Thanks for listening to the Mornings with Carmen LaBerge podcast, made available thanks to support from listeners just like you. Your daily encouragement that God has the world in the hollow of his hand. This is Mornings with Carmen LaBerge on Faith Radio. If we're going to fly, we fly like eagles. Arms out wide. If we're going to fear, we fear no evil. We will rise. By your power, we will go. By your spirit, we are bold. If we're going to stand, we stand as giants. If we're going to walk, we walk as lions. Hey, hey, good morning. I'm Carmen LaBerge. You're listening to Mornings with Carmen, regular edition. Thank you so, so much for participating in this week's spring fundraiser for Faith Radio. We're going to spend a lot of time this morning saying thank you to folks who gave in the afternoon yesterday and overnight. Um, And it's not too late. If you say to yourself, I don't know what I was thinking. I thought the spring fundraiser was going on all week. You could still text the word give to 877-933-2484. Or you can go online and give at myfaithradio.com. Um, so, but I just want to start by saying this morning, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Today's Growing Your Faith verse of the day comes from Job 22. Now, if you open your Bible and look at this, you will see that the person speaking here is one of Job's friends named Eliphaz. And if you know anything about the book of Job, you know that although his friends do um, speak truth consistent with what God has revealed to the people of Israel to this point in time, um, There's just a lot of times that Job's friends should keep their mouth shut and they should just be there with their suffering friend. So I want you to recognize who's speaking here as we take, I mean, like, this is not one of those verses of scripture that you just want to like, oh, snatch out of context. Because invariably, somebody's going to turn to you and be like, um, that's Eliphaz. Like, do you know Job's friends? Like, are you paying attention here to the context? So let me read the verse and then acknowledge that it's true. And then let's talk a little bit about Job. Job 22, verses 21 and 22. Submit to God, and you will have peace. Then things will go well for you. Listen to his instructions and store them in your heart. Now, that's all true, but it's also not like God is a um, gumball dispenser. And Eliphaz is is setting us up for a very, very transactional um health and wealth gospel. (laughs) Remember, Job is the guy who had health and wealth, and he didn't lose his health and wealth because in any way he was um, uh, sinful. He experienced suffering that was, in our view, unjustified. So what do you know about Job? He was a man with health and wealth. He was a man who revered God. He was a man who submitted to God. He was uh, a a man who listened to God's instructions and stored them in his heart. So what happened to the gumball machine? Well, that's like life is life. I mean, it's complex and painful, and we live in the reality of a sinful and broken world, and we live a long way from Eden. So Job was a man who revered God, and he lived according to God's ways. Job was married. He had a prosperous business. He had a large family. He was literally healthy, wealthy, and wise. And he loses it all. He loses his possessions. He loses his children, his health, his reputation. 
His own wife and his friends are no comfort. And through it all, through it all, although Job does at times question God, Job never curses God. It's a story of great testing and great faith in a great, albeit mysterious God. So I commend to you the entirety of the book of Job. It is long, but the gospel is in there. The gospel is in there. Um, Throughout the story, we witness Job and his friends trying to process the pain. And like us, they sometimes say things they should not say. But his friends are there. His friends are there. They are present. And that's not nothing. I commend to you um, maybe today chapters 14 and chapter 19. Those are good chapters to wade around in in terms of the anguish that Job experiences and how he's trying to understand who God is and what God's doing. And um, at the very end of the book, God himself appears to Job. And faced with God's awesome power and majesty, Job recognizes the smallness of his thinking. Job tells God, I know you can do all things and that no purpose of yours can be thwarted. Therefore, I've uttered what I did not understand, things too wonderful for me, which I did not know. That's a confession. You know, Job's like, God, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry that I whew, tread all over the edge of your robe of glory and grace. I love in Job chapter 19 that we hear these, this confession of Job in verses 25 to 27. Because Job has this intimate knowledge of God. He has this intimate knowledge of the reality of God's character in ways. And Job actually declares the truth of the gospel centuries. I want you to think about this. Centuries before the advent of the one we call Jesus. So in Job 19, verses 25 to 27, we hear Job say, I know that my Redeemer lives and that in the end he will stand upon the earth. And after my skin has been destroyed... Yet in my flesh, I will see God. Job believes in a resurrection reality. Job believes in the redemption of his body and his life. And if you go back and you spend some time in Job 14, you're going to see the question of rebirth addressed. Job asked the question, can the tomb become a womb? Can man live again? You and I stand on this side of Easter. And so we know the Redeemer who lives. We know the Redeemer who walked upon the earth. We know the one who people in the days of Jesus got to see with their own eyes and whom we will see as well. Does your heart yearn within you like Job's heart yearned within him to see his Redeemer? Do you know that your Redeemer lives today? Whatever hardship or loss you've experienced, whatever questions or doubts you have right now, whatever pain you are presently suffering, can you say with Job today, I know that my Redeemer lives and that in the end, he will stand upon the earth. And after my skin has been destroyed, yet in my flesh, I will see God. I myself will see him with my own eyes. Friend, my heart yearns today for you to know God in the way Job knew God and to live with the confident hope that indeed our Redeemer lives. You're listening to Mornings with Carmen. I'm Carmen LaBurge, and this is Faith Radio.
Hey, thank you so very much for each and every person who participated in Spring Fundraiser here at Faith Radio. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. It was an extraordinary time um, together, and if you missed if you missed it, it's not too late. If you want to um, still participate, you can text the word GIVE to 877-933-2484 or give online at MyFaithRadio.com. want to start our thank you list with people who didn't get to hear um, their gift acknowledged because, you know, like once we went off the air uh, in terms of live broadcasting during the spring fundraiser, like we didn't get to say thank you to these friends. So thank you to a, a friend in Toddville, Iowa, who says thank you for the great Bible-centered teaching. To Patrick and Susan from Maple Grove, Minnesota, yes, we'll be praying for your health. Thank you so much for your generous $500 pledge. And Susan from St. Paul, Minnesota, thank you for going to MyFaithRadio.com and giving online. You want me to take over from there? I do. I do. We're gonna, you, you and I are going to do like three at a time because otherwise people I know, are going to start sounding much. like I'm folding laundry and I don't want to be folding laundry. <laughs> oh, I never heard of that phrase that way. But anyway, Judy from Colchester, Connecticut, I think that is, loves Faith Radio. And yes, we see your prayer request for your mom and who's transitioning soon to be with her Savior, asking for strength for her and for Judy. Josh uh, from Brooklyn Park, Minnesota, thank you for your gift and your prayer request we'll get to. Del Rose from Cedar, Minnesota, thank you for your single gift. Mm, I love that. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Richard from Cedar Falls, Iowa, Thank you so much. He says, both my wife and I have listened in the car and at home for years. It's a blessing to have. Never lived in such a difficult time, so it's huge to have Faith Radio available. Mm. Richard, um, uh, thank you so much for your family's $1,000 gift. Welcome to the 1K Club. Suzanne from Otsego, Minnesota. I'm, I don't know. Am I supposed to? Is the T yeah. silent? No, no, no. That's right. You, you said it right. I grew up in Otsego. That's what I I thought I heard a conversation about. Yeah, that. yeah, okay. that was it was a township back then. It really wasn't a city, but yeah, I grew up mm-hmm. in Otsego. So well, um, Suzanne, thank you to the city of Otsego for producing Paul Perot. Like that <laughs> seems like a gift you guys have already given the world. Um, Suzanne, we're going to join you in praying for the nation. Thank you for your gift. We've got a friend in Ludlow, South Dakota, who came forward with a five hundred dollar gift. Thank you so much for that Team Forty and above gift. Deb from Minneapolis says uh, she gave a, a gift of $32.50, and ordinarily that is keyed to something. So uh, she says tomorrow is my birthday, so my gift is half of my next oh, age, which okay. will be 65. So there you go. There well, you go. happy birthday, Deb. I think that means that today is your birthday. Happy, happy birthday. Today is your birthday. Hey, Matthew from St. Paul, thank you for your one-time gift, as well as Janet from Woodbury, Minnesota, and Tracy from Burnsville, Minnesota, thanking us for here at Faith Radio. It keeps her grounded in an increasingly challenging world, so especially a big thank you to you, Carmen, as well as Susie Larson. Uh, her faith rises as she listens and hears the word through your messages, and we see your prayer request for your friend uh, Chris and her cancer battle. Mm. All right, we're going to um we're going to take a very very brief break, but when we come back, more thank yous because we have lots of folks who took the opportunity um to give after we were actually technically off air for the spring fundraiser and so we want everyone to um be thanked because we are so thankful for each and every person who stepped forward during spring fundraiser to keep your faith radio 
strong and moving forward, thriving and striving. If you want to fan the flame, it's not too late. You can still text the word GIVE to 877-933-2484, or you can always give online at MyFaithRadio.com. So glad you are listening to Mornings with Carmen. This is Bill Arnold. I would love for you to check out my podcast in the afternoons. It's called Afternoons with Bill Arnold. Spent the entire marketing budget coming up with that name. But we do scripture engagement and have lots of fun. Make sure you can check it out at MyFaithRadio.com. thinking to yourself, hey, why are we still hearing um, about um, the, the spring fundraiser and why are they still asking for gifts if the fundraiser is over? Because the need still exists. Um, tremendously generous. We heard from 1,088 of our friends who came forward with a financial gift during our spring fundraiser. But I'll just confess, we're, we're actually at 95% of the event goal. And so if you were planning to give and yet you didn't execute that plan, we're still welcoming you um, to give. So, but we have returned back to regular programming. So you're listening to Mornings with Carmen, although this is like the thank you edition because we have lots of friends. <laughs> so, yeah. We have lots of friends to thank. So Lida from Crystal, Minnesota, thank you for going online to MyFaithRadio.com and giving your gift. Anne from Los Angeles, California, thank you so very much. Anne says, I, I'm so deeply grateful for Susie Larson's program. May God continue to greatly bless her ministry um, mm-hmm. and to bless Susie's health. And we are with you. We uh, we 100%. sing with one accord in that prayer right there. Mm-hmm. Josie from San Antonio, Texas. Um, we see your your prayers, uh, your prayer requests. We'll absolutely be lifting those up as well. Thank you so much, Josie, for your gift. And, and also we go to Randy and Nancy from Carver, Minnesota. We'll be praying, praying for our, the healing of our nation. We've been doing that quite a bit. That's why a lot of what we do here at Mornings with Carmen is part of that. Uh, Farmington, Minnesota, thank you to a friend there for her anonymous gift. And also Michael from Brownton, Minnesota, and uh, dealing with health issues. But in the midst of that, he said, I'm in. I want to support Faith Radio. It means so much to me. Thank you so much to Sherry from Oregon, Wisconsin. Thank you to a friend in Lincoln, North Dakota. And thank you to a friend in Rosemont, Minnesota. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Rosalie from White Bear Lake. Thank you so much. And Thomas from Duluth, Minnesota. We'll be praying with you for your daughter and your grandchildren, that they would be blessed and walk with the Lord. That's a prayer we could echo Mm. for all of our children and grandchildren. Thomas, thank you so much. Mm. And also we pray for a friend up north uh, across the border in Selkirk, uh, Manitoba. Thank you for your single gift, and we'll be praying for your daughter who's deciding to walk away from the Lord. Uh, Mm. Hey, don't feel guilt. Just pray. Just pray right now. Mm. Lizette from uh, Duluth, thank you for your gift. Dee Dee from Charlotte, North Carolina, thank you, too, for your gift and support of Faith Radio. Mm, I love that. Hey, Dee Dee, good morning. Uh, Terry from Minnetonka, Minnesota, um, thank you for your gift. Terry says, I know um, the God of hope is alive and active. And I think um, Faith Radio encourages each and every one of us in different ways and encourages us to keep the faith and to continue to love each other. Well, amen, amen, and amen. It's challenging, but let's keep Mm -hmm. putting one faithful foot in front of the other today. Sherry from Washburn, North Dakota, thank you so much for your $40 monthly gift. Yep, we'll be getting you uh, one of those Wear Your Faith Radio um, on your sleeve, Acts 1-8, to the ends of the earth, be my witnesses, t-shirts. And whoop, whoop. 
<laughs> and then yeah. Jill from Plymouth, thank you for your gift, as well as an, a friend from Renshaw, Minnesota, thanks for your gift. And Margaret from Concord, North Carolina. Susie Larson, uh, Margaret says, has been such an encouragement to her with that show. Always look forward to listening to Susie, as do we. And yes, mm-hmm. we will be praying Amen. for your boys, Margaret. Mm. Connie from Albertville, Minnesota, thank you so much. She says, I was hesitating because I'm between jobs. But God has been speaking to me about sowing generously. Um, and she says it's not a lot. I got to say, Connie, um, it's a lot if if it's a lot for you. Like, right? It's a lot. That's a lot. It's a lot of faith. Mm-hmm. Um, and so thank you for your partnership in the ministry. And yes, we're praying with you that God would multiply your gift over and over and over and over and over again. A friend in Minneapolis, Minnesota, thank you so much for your $100 gift. A friend in Northfield, Minnesota, thank you for your $300 gift. These are folks who went online to MyFaithRadio.com. Um, even after we had returned to regular programming because they wanted to participate in Your Faith Radio Spring Fundraiser. So we're saying thank you this morning to the folks who gave um, after hours yesterday and last night. And um, Paul, I mean, it was some sort of drum roll. Could you say thank you to the last person that I see on the page? Okay, yes. The last person you see on the page is Anthony. Anthony is from Partyville, Wisconsin. Thank you for your gift overnight here to uh, Faith Radio. Mm. You think the people in Partyville like, party! Yeah, like, I, oh, I'm you know, sure. It's like, <laughs> I'm sure they right? play with that one. Yes. Uh, right? I think they have a good time with that. I All right. Well, so. we're having a good time being with you this morning. Um, many of you asked if there was going to be a farm report. It is Friday. So it feels like there should be a farm report. What if we, um, what if we quickly come back to that in just a moment? Is that an option, Paul? Oh, that's an option. That's not. Yeah. That's an option because then I can get my thoughts. Um, I could get my thoughts squared away on on the farm report. I could do a little survey, check in on the dogs, yeah. baby chicks, see mm-hmm. what's happening, get a real time report. I can tell you this: the grass is growing, and I'm not sure that Jim seeded it with the right thing. Uh oh, looks like hay. I don't know. I'm just saying. <laughs> All right, you're listening to Mornings with Carmen. I'm Carmen LeBurge here with Paul Perot. It's Friday, so the Friday Farm Report's up next. Well, it's Friday. I'm Carmen LeBurge, and I am here with the Friday Farm Report. And depending on where you live, I recognize that um, your farm is in a different state of things. So it could be that you are just now... Um, you know, looking at the last tidbits of snow receding from the perimeter of your fields. Like I recognize that everybody's in a different, a uh, little bit of a different season right now. I can attest to the fact that spring is in full swing, full swing in parts of the country. Um, I arrived home last night to the first of the strawberries out of our patch. They are delicious. And a bumper crop of kale. I don't know if I've been reporting on the kale this uh, spring, but we have a bumper crop of kale. So your kale recipes are most welcome. If you want to share those with me on the text line, that would be great. 877-933-2484. I already have a really great recipe for a sausage, kale, and white bean soup. So I don't need one of those, but pretty much anything else would be uh, most welcome. The baby chicks, you guys have been asking after the baby chicks. They're, they're adorable. Like, normally they've reached, like, the awkward, ugly stage by now. This particular um, breed, oh, goodness, 
They're kind of like uh, they're kind of like a violet color. I'm supposed to know their name. I'll look it up in a minute. Um, so they're um, they're still beautiful. They're just lovely. Sapphire something. Sapphire gems. I think that's what they're called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. My sapphire gem baby chicks are just, they're still just adorable. My dogs, about as dirty as I've ever seen. I mean, I, so I told you a couple of weeks ago, Jim dug a pond so that the deer would have year-round, you know, access to water on our property, which, you know, it's very, very kind. Well, Millie has found the pond and she's like, it. it I, she's, She's obviously just luxuriating in it. That's that's all I can say. She is a basically white dog with black spots. She is she is so gray right now. I, it's hard to even describe. The fruit is set on the trees in the orchard, so that is a great promise of things to come later in the year. And this weekend, we're going to get our tomato plants and our sweet potato sets in the ground that we've been growing in our greenhouse. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much what's going on here on the farm. What's going on where you live? What's it look like outside? What are your plans for the weekend? You know, fill me in. Let me know I'm not by myself today. 877-933-2484. Mary already checked in this morning um, with a pondering heart and a, and thankful. So good morning, Mary. Thank you so much for that word. Hey, if you've got your phone handy and you just want to send me a little text message, that would be great. You know, I just want to see that that, uh, see that, that technology is working today. 877-933-2484. We're going to spend a couple of minutes now lifting up the prayer concerns that came in from more than a thousand of our friends just in the last few days. You can always share your prayer concerns with us, and we are diligent to pray with you and for you over the things you share with us. You can text your prayer concerns in, um, and there is somebody that every single day takes those and puts them um, on our big aggregated prayer list for our team at Faith Radio. You can call and leave us a um, a prayer request message um, at 877-933-2484. Um, it, there's just, and you can go online to myfaithradio.com and there's a place there um, to share a prayer request with us. So let's be praying this morning with and for one another. Holy God, we come before you. We come before you in the name and in the spirit of Jesus. We thank you that in him, the curtain has been torn in two from top to bottom and we can turn to you right now together, wherever we are, eyes opened or eyes closed in the entire world. And you hear us, brothers and sisters in Christ, as if with one voice. So Father, we lift these concerns up to you. So many praying for the salvation of their children and grandchildren, their parents, their brothers and sisters, friends and places around the world. Prayers today of salvation, Father, that you would reveal yourself to the people we love best in ways that they would see you and respond to your goodness, your mercy, and your grace. Father, remove every barrier that exists and send winsome lights into the lives of these for whom we're praying today that you would shine in ways that are warm and to which they can respond. Praying today for those who have lifted up prayers of fear, anxiety, loneliness, addiction, and for people in physical pain. So many prayers, Father, for the alleviation of pain. Physical pain, yes, but pain in relationships and brokenness and 
financial distress. So many prayers, Father, for genuinely aching needs, persistent prayers. And we pray with our brothers and sisters right now in their persistent prayers. Father, so many prayers lifted up for people who we don't know where they are. And you do know. And so, Father, I ask that you would speak tenderly today to those who are praying right now by name in their hearts for children and grandchildren, brothers and sisters, aunts and uncles, cousins, neighbors, friends, parents, and they don't know where they are. But you know. Present yourself to them, Father. Surround them with your everlasting arms. Grant your grace and bring them home. Yes, to yourself. But Father, it would be such grace for those who love them best in the world to know that they're okay. Grant your grace today. Father, prayers for those who are in prison. Prayers for those who um, are suffering in relationships that are broken and need redemptive healing. And Father, so many prayers for people who are trapped in addiction. We would ask today that you would set them free. Set them free. Thank you for these and all of the unspoken uh, unspoken prayers that maybe people are speaking to you right now and you're hearing each of us and all of us as if with one voice. Holy God, grant your grace as we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Our friend Chris Martin is going to join us next and we're going to turn our attention to some of the headlines of the day. You're listening to Mornings with Carmen. I'm Carmen LaBurge and this is Faith Radio. All right, our friend Chris Martin is back. You can find what we're talking about today at his Terms of Service blog. You can find that on Substack. Just just look for Chris Martin on Substack and you can find it. Or if you want me to send you the direct link, you can just let me know on the text line, 877-933-2484, and I'll bounce it right back to you. Chris, good morning. Good morning. How's it going? I'm Well, God is good all the time, and um, we're praying this morning for somebody's on the text line this morning in Panama City, Florida, and they're like, hey, we're recovering from tornadoes. Would you be praying for us and our friends and our neighbors? And yes, amen, amen, and amen. We're, we got all kinds of things going on. We just finished a very wonderfully blessed spring fundraiser. So yeah, things are good, man. I need to mow my yard. I mean, that's my list. There you go. That's how things are going. How things going with you? Pretty good. Can't complain. Uh, Similarly, I I probably need to mow my yard soon. It's been a couple of weeks. It's been, you know, it's that weird, like, you know, it's spring down here in in the Nashville area. It's spring and it's like, you know, you mow your yard one week and you're, you probably have to mow it again pretty soon, but it rains a lot. And it's like, well, I don't want to like, I don't have a mower strong enough to push through when it's raining. So it's like, I got to wait for it to dry out before I can go, before I can go mow. So it's like, we got to get a day without rain so I can actually go mow this forest that's growing in my backyard, you know? No, totally. It's like, mine's like a hayfield. I don't know what to say. Okay. Yes. It's totally fun. Um, Mr. Beast, assume I know nothing about Mr. Beast and tell us why we're talking about it. Is he the greatest showman? 
<laughs> uh, he's like the greatest showman. Um, mm. Mr. Beast is the biggest YouTuber ever. Uh, and if you're listening and you don't know who Mr. Beast is, your children or grandchildren likely uh, adore Mr. Beast, or at least know who he is. His, mm-hmm. his real name is Jimmy Donaldson. Um, he's been making a lot of waves recently. Uh, he only recently became the biggest YouTuber in the world, actually, back in November. Um, he grew uh, over 110 million subscribers or so, and now is at around 145 million subscribers. But he adds hundreds of thousands every day. And so, gosh, that's you know 145 million as of a week ago. He might be up to 147 or 148 by this point. I'm not sure. Um, but he's he's a really big deal. He's He is the uh, – you could say he's right now – one of the most successful entertainers on the planet, um, not only financially, though that is certainly the case. Um, he he gets more eyeballs than just about anybody, and um, you know more people are watching his YouTube videos than are going to see the biggest actors' movies, frankly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so uh, he's he's just a massive force in our culture, and he's been making waves, frankly, for a handful of reasons. A lot of it is honestly when you become the biggest YouTuber in the world. You become a sort of lightning rod, even if you're not trying to be. Uh, for a long time, it was this guy who goes by the name of PewDiePie, Felix Shelberg, who is a Swedish guy who got very popular in the early days of YouTube for playing video games and being kind of goofy while doing so. Uh, he was the biggest YouTuber in the world that was eclipsed by Mr. Beast. Uh, Mr. Beast, his shtick, I, I call him, he's part publisher's clearinghouse representative and part Bob Barker. He's like, uh, he records these crazy videos um, that vary in genre and style, but largely have to deal with either giving a lot of money away or hosting some sort of stunt or game show or competition like last person to leave this circle gets $100,000. And then he, you know, sets up cameras and records 10 strangers standing in a circle no bigger than a, you know, a bathroom and says, you know, last person to leave gets $100,000 and you got to stand here and you got to hold it and you got to not eat and you got to, you know, and all that. And it's just it's this sort of like, yeah, almost like reality TV sort of thing that he does. And it's really like I should say up front. It's really compelling. Like he does a re- like his content is very good from a YouTube perspective. It's 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 entertaining. It's sometimes heartwarming when he's when he's giving money away, you know, that sort of thing. And I wrote about him recently because I realized I'd never written about him and I write about social media a lot and I had never really covered Mr. Beast well, before. And if uh, you don't write wanted, about him, I also, if you don't write about him then I don't know about him and so, you sure. know, it's important that you write about things like this so that I'm in the know. Yeah. 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 Of course. I, I do it for you, Carmen. I do it for you. And and <laughs> Thank uh, you so I much. <laughs> I but but he I wanted to write about him because there was a ton of noise made about the fact that he helped. There was a video where he uh, paid for a thousand people to get a cataract surgery who were were legally blind. Now they, it's not like they you know couldn't see anything, but you know legally blind and that they couldn't you know they couldn't drive and and things like that. Um, and he paid for them all to have cataract surgery. And, you know, the video title was something like I helped a thousand blind people see or whatever. And people started making all these like, oh, is he like claiming to be the Messiah or something like that? It's like, no, that's not that's not what he's doing. But he got a lot of criticism for it. And people started to ask, like, is it good that someone like Mr. Beast pays for a thousand people to 
be healed of their blindness through this surgery. And so it generated this whole conversation. I thought it was an interesting conversation. And so I wanted to contribute to it. But in my typical fashion, I said, we got to do a little bit of history and look at how Mr. Beast became Mr. Beast to begin with. So anyway. Mm-hmm. So good. So good. Um, if you are a parent or a grandparent and you, you're wondering whether or not like, you know, my kids, my grandkids, this is something that they're watching. Like how, how am I to feel about that? Is there anything yeah, that Mr. Yeah. Beast is doing that I should be like, oh, I don't want I don't want them to see that. Yeah, that's a really great question. And it's a hard one to answer because, yeah, I mean, like he he'll occasionally curse. Now they bleep out all of his curse words because they know a lot of young kids are watching his stuff. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. in the past, I have written and talked about some other YouTubers like Jake and Logan Paul, who mm-hmm. I who I roundly said Never let your kids watch these guys, period. There's no there's no question. Don't let your kids watch these guys. Mr. Beast is a little bit different and a little bit harder to give uh, any sort of sweeping endorsement or critique because his content tends to be very lighthearted and very um, like I would be fine with a kid in my youth group watching Mr. Beast because any words he's saying that are being bleeped out, they're likely hearing at school not bleeped out anyway. And his content is just kind of goofy and fun. It's not sensual it's not you know he's not doing terrible things he's not pulling nasty pranks on people like a lot of famous youtubers have in the past he's playing games and doing goofy stuff or 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 being generous in some you know depending on how you define generosity which is kind of the point of the post that i wrote uh, and and helping people by giving them money or whatever else and so i while I don't know that I'd want like Mr. Beast to babysit my kids or or be a leader in my youth group because he doesn't seem to be a Christian, even though he has alluded to the fact that he grew up a Christian and has kind of abandoned that. Um, when it comes to YouTube content, it's about as acceptable as you're as you're going to get, and and it's almost inescapable in some sense. Um, but yeah, I I hesitate to say like yeah, Mr. Beast is totally fine because there's definitely stuff that you know I, I wouldn't endorse about him and and what he does. But at the same time, I'm not going to say never let your kids watch Mr. Beast in the same that way that I've said about other YouTubers. So I would say with all things, um, exercise caution and and even within Mr. Beast, like not every video is going to be equally acceptable in the eyes of a parent or a grandparent or whatever else. And so I think it's hard, you know, I could say, yeah, watch these 12 Mr. Beast videos, but don't watch these 12, you know, don't watch these 12. Um, and so I would say exercise caution in all things here. And, and let me say this very briefly, a lot is being made right now. Uh, and this is not what the point of my piece was, but uh, he, one of his very close friends and sort of producers and assistants is transitioning from male to female. And um, a lot of people have said, oh, is he just going to like start peddling all this pro trans content? Da 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 Cause his friend and producer is going through this in his, his life. And, and I, I wouldn't be concerned about that right now. Now I, it's something as a parent that I would be paying attention to, uh, but I don't think, I don't think Mr. Beast is going to become the sort of crusader of sorts that just wouldn't fit who he is and what he's done. Um, he's never really let big picture political or ideological issues filter into his content. I think because he is primarily an entertainer and he knows mm-hmm. things like this are very divisive and would hurt his ability to grow an audience, which is really his functional God is growing an audience. And so I would say, yeah, you know, it, it's, it's something to pay attention to as a parent, but I think a lot of noise is really being made about that. And I think that um, I would not expect it to be filtering into his content a ton 
I, of course, could be proven wrong, but that would just be really off brand for what Mr. Beast has historically done. And and at the same time, like I wouldn't expect him to just come out and openly bash his friend either uh, because his friend is doing this, even if he maybe doesn't agree with it or whatever, um, because I, I, I would want him to handle that privately and not just like come out and say, yeah, my friend's an idiot or something like that. So um, so I would just, again, ex- exercise caution and and recognize that um, that people are people and that we need to. um we need to just use discernment in what we do here. All right, we're going to continue our conversation with Chris Martin here in just a moment, and we're going to pivot to a conversation about nostalgia. So I want you to, I want you to think about how you think about the past. I want you to think about do you have the past in its right perspective, and maybe how you think about the past, the present, and the future, and the relationship between the three. We're gonna we're gonna talk about being people who function a lot in a digital space. And I actually know that Chris and I are talking to a number of people this morning who don't function in a digital space, but that doesn't mean that you're not also nostalgic. So we're going to talk about nostalgia um, and we're going to talk about the rise of, well, Chris doesn't know this yet, but the rise of the vintage consumer, because I went to a vintage market when I was in the Twin Cities and I found out um, um, that I, I am not interesting enough even to shop there. So we're going to talk about nostalgia here in just a moment. So I want you to get your perspective on the past and bring it forward into this conversation in just a moment. We're talking with Chris Martin and his Terms of Service newsletter on Substack. You're listening to Mornings with Carmen. I'm Carmen LeBurge, and this is Faith Radio. Thanks for listening to the podcast of Mornings with Carmen. As you know, this is a rebroadcast of the live radio show carried on the Faith Radio Network. There's a lot going on at Faith Radio. Tons of free resources just waiting for you and for you to share with others at MyFaithRadio.com. How does that all happen? Well, it happens through listener support. So Faith Radio, Mornings with Carmen, all available because of listener support from listeners, well, just like you. If you're a supporter, Thank you so very much. If you'd like to become a supporter today, just visit MyFaithRadio.com. And again, thanks for being a part of what we do every day at Mornings with Carmen. All right, I went to a very colorful event. Um, It was a vintage market, and I was definitely not interesting enough to even be in there. Um, Chris Martin is here and he deals with a little bit of the vintage consumer conversation in a piece called Nostalgia and the Digital Man. So talk with us about knowing who we are and, and I think maybe introduce us to a character, um, who died in 1980, um, but who has a lot of really relevant things to, to say about life today. Yeah. Um, Marshall McLuhan was a Canadian. Indian philosopher throughout much of the 20th century. Like you said, he died in 1980. And he laid the foundation for a field of study called media ecology. Um, so that guys like Neil Postman, who I talk about a lot, and we've talked about a good bit on this program, and maybe is a bit more famous of a name than Marshall McLuhan, uh, guys like Neil Postman and others could sort of build upon his his cornerstone work. Marshall McLuhan is like the father of media ecology, it's often said. He studied, basically what that means is, he studied what media is and what it's doing to us as people and as we relate to each other. So recently, because this is just the kind of person I am, I came across a television interview on YouTube with Marshall McLuhan from 1977. Uh, and the clip I found is only about six minutes long. Um, and it's it's tremendous. It's wonderful. And it's I I read some McLuhan before, but I'd never watched him speak. 
um, you know, when when you have guys, he died in 1980. This was just three years before his death. You're less likely to have video of him as you would of someone mm-hmm. who you know lived until the early 2000s, like Neil Postman did. And so the the video is tremendous, and and I actually have plans to write at least a couple, if not more, newsletters about it. Uh, but he talks a little bit about nostalgia in this in this video. Um, and he ta- he's talking about the loss of identity with regard to how we consume media. And he says this. He says, one of the big marks of the loss of identity is nostalgia. And so revivals in every phase of life today, revivals of clothing, revivals of dances, of music, of shows, of everything. We live by the revival. It tells us who we are or were. Um, and he he is so mysterious and, and clever about how he talks about this. Um, because I think he's so right. I, I should say I am a huge fan of nostalgia. I love feelings of nostalgia, especially around music. Music, I think a lot of people are this way. Like I once heard, I think this person said it somewhat jokingly, but I think it is true in a lot of ways that our favorite music will always be the music that we listened to when we were 16 years old. And if, it, if mm. like a lot of us <laughs> agree with that, I think if you think of like, what's the mu- music you just fall back to when you want some comfort music. And it's often what you listen to when you're in like high school or whatever. Um, and I, so I think all of us love nostalgia to some degree, but nostalgia really seems to be having a moment in the last few years. And if you pay attention to popular culture, um, you know, I, I read a lot of kind of cultural commentators and entertainment commentators who write about what TV shows are popular or movies or things like that. And a lot of folks lately are kind of bemoaning how there's it's never been more um, easy to see how there's nothing new under the sun because it feels like everything that's coming out these days is like a major remake of something else, whether it's movies or TV shows or whatever else. It feels like we're remaking or extending the franchises of the same five or 12 different uh, intellectual property pieces in that we have in the world you know they're like we're doing more with lord of the rings now oh there's a new harry potter tv show we haven't beat that you know series to death or more star wars content all the time and i'm a huge star wars fan so so i i don't i don't hate that but you know like all of these major sort of brands and stuff it feels like we're just going back to over and over and it's like is anybody gonna ever create anything new but the reality is for production companies for tv or movies or even music and otherwise uh, and I'm I'm a big fan of video games, and the same thing is happening in the video game space right now. That game companies are just remaking old games a lot, and the reality is, is in a financially sort of tumultuous time, it's really financially smart to re instead of recreate or instead of creating something new that a lot of people may not like. It may be a big risk. It's a lot safer to create to recreate something old that you already know a lot of people like and may like a new mm-hmm. version of. And so that's mm-hmm. certainly that's certainly part of it. But I but I wonder as McLuhan if like his point is when we live digitally um, in the sort of digital age, which back when he was talking in 1977 was obviously a very prehistoric version of living digitally compared to what we're doing now. His his point is that we lose an understanding of who we are. And we we lose our identity. And he goes on to talk about this more in the video, which, again, I'll write about at a later date. But I think I wonder if we're getting more nostalgic because we're spending more time online and we're losing track of who we are. Our sort of identity feels like it's slipping through our fingers. So because we're losing feeling, losing grip on who we are in the present, we sort of sprint back and retreat back to who we once were, which is what the appeal of nostalgia would be is, oh, well, I don't. 
man, I don't know who I am today, but I know who I was 10 years ago. So let me run back there and consume the same media, you know, watch that old TV show, listen to that old music or or wear that old fashion or whatever else, because I I at least I knew who I was then and I feel more comfortable there, even if that's not in fashion now or the quality isn't good or whatever. I feel more comfortable because I actually knew who I was. And I think a lot of us probably recognize that in our sort of digital age, either we or the people we love are losing grip on who we are and our identities feel more like sand slipping through our fingers than they ever have. And I think that might be part of why nostalgia is so big right now. I think that um, going forward, we, you and I should have conversations about like the vintage consumer and what it says about the future and maybe, you know, a dystopic view of the present even because that's what it felt like in the vintage market. I'll just go ahead and say that. Um, Chris, but we're out of time today and I so appreciate our time together. Thank you so much for helping us, you know, see the culture of which we are a part, particularly the digital world that lots of folks are living in. Um, and, and for helping us engage as Christians and thinking about these things. We appreciate it. Of course. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Chris has a great piece, um, um, as well, asking questions about TikTok. So all of that and more on his Terms of Service service blog. Uh, you can find it on Substack. I'll shoot you the link if you text me, 877-933-2484. All right, you're listening to Mornings with Carmen. We'll be right back. All right. Thank you for those of you checking in on the text line this morning. Dawn and Derek and Mary Rose and Brenda and Enid, Cecile, um, Bob, on and on and on. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate um, the check-ins this morning and knowing what you guys are up to, what's happening, where you are, how I can be praying for you. I just love it. So thank you um, so very much. Um, And now I just am going to be thinking that Dawn is listening every morning at Dawn. And somehow that just makes me so happy. So thank you, sister. Um, Hey, we got another hour of Mornings with Carmen up next. We are going to be talking with our friend Adam Holtz from Focus on the Families Plugged In. And we're checking in with Kathy Branzell because next week is the National Day of Prayer. And I want everybody to be prepared and ready to actively engage in it. And... Yeah, if there's a story in the news you wished I was paying attention to and talking about, you can text me that as well. We'll be right back. Thanks for listening to Mornings with Carmen LeBurge. Podcasts like this are available because of your support. If it's important to you to hear things that encourage your faith, click the link in the show notes to give now. And thanks.